0: Welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast, I'm your host Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, your go-to source for straight up business advice. Hi guys and welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast, I'm your host Kayleen Langford and on today's episode I caught up with Sam Wood. Who is the founder of 28 by Sam, an online membership, a personal training membership for over 500,000 people all around the world? Sam is an incredibly passionate entrepreneur. This is his third business, but he is also a father of three. He's written two books. He met his wife as a um, bat, as the bachelor on in 2015, and so also has to juggle being a public figure and managing his relationship in the eyes of the media. Um, but he's also more recently landed himself a segment on Better Homes and Gardens. Sam was an incredible man to catch up with, incredibly generous with his time and kind, and his advice that he had to share. So we covered everything from how he started his businesses, the first one that he built um, which ended up franchising and selling and Sam admits and talks openly about how it didn't make him that much money but he always wanted to be an entrepreneur so how did he pick himself back up and, and give business a second shot and build it into the success that he has today. In and amongst that, he is parenting. He's got um, two young daughters and a teenager. So he shares some insight of what it's like being a father and juggling business, especially during the times of COVID where he's live streaming to his membership um, from his lounge room. He talks a little bit about morning routine and my passion for jumping on this call with Sam was finding some health and fitness wellbeing hacks, which is everything that he covers on his program Um, But getting those hacks as to how do we optimize our body and our mind and our fitness levels in order to stay focused, to stay motivated and to perform as our best as entrepreneurs. I know for me, especially during COVID and writing my book, it's so easy to forget that getting up and exercising or drinking water or getting a good night's sleep or eating really well can all benefit your business and your workload and your focus and your ability to perform. I know for me, I tend to push those things aside and and not prioritize them. So Sam gave us a bit of a pep talk as to why they're important and some simple hacks as to how to implement them into our life every single day. Absolute legend to talk to, some really great business advice and all-round good bloke. So I look forward to hearing what you think. Enjoy the episode. Hi,
1: Sam, and welcome to the
0: podcast.
1: Thanks very much for having me. Great to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. I've been following your work um, for a while and I will admit I did watch your Bachelor season, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that uh, what, researching you and then recognizing your face from that space what I love about you and and everything that you've created and why I' um, invited you to be on our entrepreneur podcast is that you're a seasoned businessman
2: seasoned businessman that's got sort a of nice <laughs> one to it, hasn't it yeah not uh, look not all not all as successful as my latest um, venture with 28 but yeah i've never I've never been to a job interview and I've never had a boss and I probably never will so it's uh it's definitely kind of in my blood to what had a great a, feeling. My own. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. My dad's a bit the same. He's always had his own businesses and I think the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree there. That's
1: I was going to ask that, having read up on you and um, I'll let you explain a bit of your journey, but I was one of my questions was where did it come from? It, mu- it sounded to me that there must have been entrepreneurship in the family because it, it seems like it was a big driver for you very early on.
2: Yeah, it's just funny, isn't it? I think it's a combination of that's what you know, that's what you've seen. Um, I probably didn't understand or even know what the, the word entrepreneur meant as a kid, but my dad had his own business and that came with, you know, equal amount of stress as it did freedom. And But, you know, you, I, you, I, I liked seeing that and then working with my dad um, in hospitality. He's in restaurants and catering businesses and that kind of thing. It was... Um, it's really nice to sort of. So I just. I think we both like to control our own destiny. We don't have a lot of patience. We're very <laughs> ambitious, um, and quite creative. And and it sort of it allows you to allows you to do all of those things. Not not perfectly by any stretch. It definitely exposes your weaknesses and puts pressure on and. Um, we were speaking a little bit off air about you writing a book and how, you know, how many hours you can kind of just bury yourself in it. I'm definitely guilty of that. One of my weaknesses is my inability to switch off and I'm
1: yeah. becoming
2: more and more conscious of that and better and better at it as I'm a dad now. But it's, yeah, um, yeah I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't swap it for anything. It's, um, you know, the good far outweighs the bad and it's who I am and you can't fight it. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Great um, a um, little inspo there. Um, but let's let's dive into where this all started. So you um, studied sport and exercise science. You you now run two businesses. So you've got um, 28 by Sam and The Woodshed. Yep, um, yep. that's great. You, you've, you've written two books yourself. I should have got some tips before this. Um, but you've also, you, you had Gecko Sports, which you started and franchised. Did you go on to sell that? Or
2: yeah, so Gecko now? was Australia's first ever kids gym, which I launched in 2016. Uh sorry, 20, 2006, sold in twenty sixteen. <laughs> so that's uh, you know, ten crazy years, absolute roller coaster, something I was really passionate about, getting kids moving more active after school programs, birthday parties, holiday programs, footy camps, and um you know, loved every minute of it. It was always a real challenge from a, a profit perspective it was a fairly new space you can't clone yourself so you know when I had one centre in Hampton in Melbourne it was kind of thriving with 400 kids and waiting lists for birthday parties and that kind of thing but as I tried to expand it in a myriad of different ways licensing franchising all these other things that was always the challenge with it eventually we found a really nice franchise model grew it to 40 Australia wide and then one of my best franchisees approached me with 28 in the woodshed and everything else that was going on in my life at the time post bachelor and said I love the business I'm a little bit worried that you're not going to be able to give it the same time that perhaps you once did and I want to buy it off you and it was the right time she was and still is the right person and she's done great things with it ever since so I'm really sort of proud of it I keep a very close eye on it I learnt a lot of lessons. I didn't make a lot of money. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think those lessons that I learnt during that crazy 10 years have helped with my uh, with my more recent business success, success that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and what a dream to have someone approach you and say, I'll take this off your hands.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was really, they kind of read my mind when they, you know, and they approached me with such respect and not trepidation because they knew it was my baby, they knew it was my passion project, they knew, I, you know. Poured so much blood, sweat, and tears in it that I may be a bit offended to even suggest <laughs> selling it. But they came from such a good place. Um, you know, understanding what the business needed as a franchise has allowed, as a franchisee, has allowed them to take really good care of the um, the existing and the new franchises. And uh, yeah, it's, it's still doing great things.
1: Amazing. So that was pre Bachelor. Because when was your Bachelor episode? 2000. Uh, it was
2: actually just after the Bachelor case. So I was kind of. That, that's where it all came to a head. It was, you know, Bachelor was 2015, so post-Bachelor, thrown into, uh, you know, media mayhem, <laughs> steep learning curve you could ever imagine, <laughs> launch 28, Feb 2016. So at one point in time it was the media mayhem, juggling uh, my relationship with Snedge because her and Evie were still in Perth. The woodshed and twenty-eight getting up off the ground, and it was just—it was just a bit much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and you know, it's—it's all—it's interesting. You know, when you've got numerous balls in the air, I think you realize very quickly, or you should realize very quickly, you need to you need to put your energy into the one that that has the most potential, and that was very, very apparent from almost day dot that that was going to be twenty-eight. From yep. a scalability perspective, potential perspective, sort of tech excitement perspective. So it's been very much ensuring that I don't spread myself too thin and have 28 suffer um, because I've got too many, too many business interests happening at once.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Great advice for people out there listening. I often get that question as a business coach of people saying, What do I do if I've got all of these different ideas? Yeah. Um and i I tend to give that advice of just like sticking to what lights you up the most and also looking at the numbers where where's the money coming from
2: yeah but um, I, I think the light it up it's more important and it's really tr- true you know it's kind of i'd done gecko for twenty year uh, for ten years i'd been a personal trainer for fifteen my personal training studio, the woodshed you know, no business runs itself, but brilliant trainers, um, lots of subcontractors, very independent workplace, It didn't need me for 50, 60 hours a week. So the new exciting thing that, you know, similar to you writing your book, I could do a 15-hour day without even when it felt like two, um, you know, clearly was speaking to me and telling me that's where I should be putting my focus and my energy.
1: Absolutely. And so did you have Woodshed before? Was that uh, Woodshed in 28 came post-selling? Uh, um, I know Woodshed
2: always. I've had the Woodshed for nearly 10 years now. So, yeah, the Woodshed's oh, yeah. always been my, uh, my PT studio. It's changed names a couple of times. Um, yep. But, it's yeah, it's, it's a, a very, uh, yeah, very good business, something I'm really proud of. Uh, I love going in there we're shut at the moment so we're, we're going yeah, I was bad, ask that. as you can imagine here in Melbourne but we were open for a whopping 16 days in between uh the last restrictions and stage four kicking out on so um yeah my trainers are doing it really tough at the moment they're doing they're being really positive and versatile and pivot is that word that you keep hearing they're trying to pivot as best they can to keep themselves afloat and and learn and create some potential future revenue streams that they can continue on with once the uh, doors reopen.
1: Absolutely. And I think something I like about your business model, having the in-person training is something you've always done, but um, also diversifying your income, which I think a lot of businesses are learning through COVID right now. Um, But obviously 28 by Sam is a fully online program uh, that covers uh, workouts, mindset and... um, diet or diet and eating um so it, and it's completely is it automated or tell us a little bit about that idea where it came from and what was it like bringing it to life
2: yeah it's interesting you say that about obviously diversifying the the businesses because 28 is a culmination of the bricks and mortar business it is everything, you know, I used to do 80 to 90 personal training appointments a week. And I did that for 16 years. And wow. in that time, you learn a lot, you know, different people need different things. Um, So many gyms or personal trainers take really good care of you for the 30, 45 or 60 minutes that you're with them from a training perspective, but they often neglect the the motivation, the accountability, the nutrition, the eating plan, the sleep, the stress management, whatever it is. So it was really important to me that we created something that was very, very um, holistic, comprehensive and using technology because it's so high tech now with the quality of workout streaming and apps and this kind of thing to really be the personal trainer in their pocket 24-7 and not just leave them to their own devices outside of the workout. So the pillars of 28 are mind, move, move, and eat, and um, we have equal focus in all three of them. It's, you know, workouts with HIT, quick fit yoga, it's eating plans with 3,000 recipes and a full nutrition team and you can customise your eating experience to be gluten-free or pescatarian or vegetarian or favourite your meals or whatever you want to do. And, And then the mind component covers motivation, education and meditation.
1: Wow, amazing. You really did cover it all.
2: Yeah, and it's about, I mean, look, you don't, you want to have all of that at your members or as we call them, our 28ers' fingertips without it being confusing. So it's all about the layout and the the user experience from a tech perspective. So you've got all of this brilliant information, but it's so easy to use and so easy to find what you want.
1: Epic. And so it's a user base, so it's a monthly membership. Um, yep. What, what have you grown that to? How many people you have got using your platform?
2: Uh, so we're approaching half a million people doing the program in four and a half years.
1: Incredible. Congratulations.
2: Pretty, pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, it's something we're super proud of. It's, um, you know, it's not about the number and money. It's, you know, genuinely our mission is to help as many people get fit from home as we can and, um, you know, the more that number goes up, the more people we're helping and we've really been able to help even, you know, people in these crazy times when so many more people are at home. So it's, um, yeah, it's something we're really, really proud of, um, you know, four and a half years have absolutely flown by and we do feel like we're sort of just getting started as crazy as that seems. But I think the fact we put so much effort into the tech experience and the quality of the content from day one, but, um that's, you know, really holding us in good stead as more and more sort of players come into the market and, and people have got far more choices and people are kind of understand. you know, even when we launched five, just under five years ago, training on an app or using your phone for workouts or training from home was fairly foreign. You know, it's really come a long way in the last five years, particularly the last six months. And it's yeah. really good to be one of the um, the premier offerings and help people, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask that question about how do you stand out? It feels like especially in COVID as people are pivoting and diversifying and um, you know there's there's obviously a forced reason to have to do it from home because gyms yeah. are closed. Um but I definitely did notice when I was looking around your sites how much you champion the transformations and I think I said that too when I reached out to you of like, you know, that it's a very fo- clear focus that you're here to actually help people transform. And I wonder whether, you know, you could identify what would be your biggest point of difference or or how do you, what advice would you give for somebody who maybe is, you know, looking to enter a marketplace and stand out um, amongst the crowds and the noise and, you know, the internet itself is just a very busy place, let alone, you know, the competitors in your industry. But, yeah, what what advice would you say based on your experience? Obviously, you mentioned the tech platform and investing.
2: Yeah, I mean them they're, they're more the they're more the tools. I think I think the thing that we were really strong on was we didn't try to be everything to everybody. So we've never had gym programs. It has always been about trying to help people from home. Um, and you know, no one could predict COVID, but we definitely knew that there was gonna be a growth in that area and, and we saw that with mums getting in shape at home and you know, the gym's great, but I have a membership and I never get there and it just doesn't have the convenience factor. So I end up wasting a lot of money and not utilising the, the membership. So for us, it was always about making sure that we're experts at home um, and be authentic. I think, you know, if you're trying to be something you're not or you're trying to copy other people, you know, we're real, we're raw, we're authentic. I do real-time daily videos to my 28ers and have done since day one. Probably missed ten days in four and a half years, some days they get two, three, four videos from me because I want them to feel connected to me. I don't want it to feel like a set and forget program. I don't want to be the face of the program who's on all the marketing material but has nothing to do with the business this is This is the way I can still do what I did when I was in the gym six days a week, but just do it and help a whole lot more people and um and yeah that I think I think that's really big I think there's so many and, and probably. Experience and and qualifications and all that kind of stuff. Not that you want to get caught up in it, but there's a lot of people out there giving not such great advice. And their Instagram people and their you know they don't know their ass from their elbow. If I'm being really <laughs> they're out there giving people workout advice and nutrition advice, and they've never trained anyone in their lives, and they were blessed with brilliant genetics, and they're 20 years old, and you know it's just. I just think be really, really careful. You want to be, you know, taking advice from someone that actually knows what they're talking about. Um, They've got the runs on the board. They've got experience. um, And, you know, then all all the other stuff of a great tech platform and a great community and um, great content is, you know, should be a given, but it's not necessarily...
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, that's incredible advice. I think that um, being your authentic self, but I, what I've inspired me, I didn't realise that, um, was you showing up every day in the group live. Like that's such a massive point of difference. And I think as much as people do want to do the set and forget and passive income, uh, you know, what I'm noticing is that, you know, human connection and real time is something that we're actually all really starting to crave and, and even look for because the yeah. internet can be such a, you know, clickbaity world that you you don't always know what you're buying.
2: Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. I mean, we know that most of our members come from word of mouth. You know, of course we advertise but we don't advertise probably anywhere near as much as our competitors because we get such good growth from our members that are getting results and they they come, they try it out, they realise that it's somewhere different, somewhere safe, somewhere special and they get their husbands and you know, colleagues and, and kids and whoever it might be on board. And it's, you know, it's really beautiful when your family can grow organically like that.
0: Yeah,
1: amazing. Um, so my question for you, and I know this is, I think we were chatting just before about, I've just come out of the deadline of my first draft of my first book. and Congratulations. And, uh, Thank you very much. Uh, you probably know the process yourself. It was incredibly yeah. challenging. I mean, the, something you wanted to do and I knew the content and I was, you know, but the discipline to get it out on, out of your head and onto paper <laughs> it's like nothing else I've ever done before.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I probably wrote my book ten times over in my head for two years and then it's so you think this is going to be easy. I'm mean, just going to mm. go bang. But it's kind of, it takes a bit of, it's a bit of a process to get it all to flow out in a, in a way that you kind of, that you like. It's, uh you know, yeah. and to be honest, you almost feel like you could write it better again if you had that time over and again, you know, I've done a couple now, but I'm sort of looking forward to maybe in five years time sitting back and writing another one that's a bit more reflective than, uh,
1: than yeah. I dreamt about mine as soon as I hit send on the first draft, I dreamt for probably three or four nights of uh, things that I'd left out or I can't even think about it. But, um, but my, yeah, so I guess what I learnt in that process, um, it's been, it has was about two weeks ago now, um, but I found myself sitting at the computer for long hours and obviously COVID was still in and around. I was in Sydney for the process. So yep. I did have access to the outside world. Um, But found it very hard as, um, you know, to meet the deadline to, you know, almost justified getting up and um, I definitely didn't eat <laughs> the most nutritious food mm-hmm. um, but I think something that was inspired me for today's podcast was I'm now feel like um, my body like I'm 32 this year and right. my body ha- ha, you know didn't quite cope with the lack of movement and I really noticed the change in and my energy levels and and so I've spent the last two weeks re-disciplining myself to want to exercise enjoy exercise so to be inspired by what it can do for me and how it can contribute rather than making it like this chore that i had to do but i thought it might be a good topic to cover with you as an expert in this space as to give us a bit of a rundown and i think it's probably for me as mostly is that What's the? Uh, I kind of need a pep talk here about the benefits yeah. of exercise.
2: I Love it, than <laughs> beautiful listeners listening to this dickhead crap on about his business. How about we give some practical advice that they can actually use? I love it. Yeah. So, look, you're absolutely right. I think you know the hardest part is kind of getting moving, uh, either after a big layoff or even each day on an individual basis in the morning, but. You know, I think if we're talking specifically about COVID, routine is really, really important, routine and structure. And we have lost our old routine or our normal routine and we we need to stop trying to fit that uh, square peg in a round hole. We need to accept that there's a new normal and create a new routine that works. And never has it been more important to have some food structure and some movement in that routine to help with our energy levels, our mood, our productivity, our mental health. So my tips would be move in the morning. doesn't matter if it's even for 10 minutes, but get the endorphins pumping, get the blood flowing, increase your mood, increase your energy, increase your productivity. Um, Our incidental activity has dropped off as a nation considerably since March this year. I think 50% less steps are being taken on average by Aussies in the last six months. Wow. Um, You know, move in the morning, set the tone for the day, but then make sure you get out and get, you know, three or four little walks around the block and stretches done and that kind of thing to just loosen up, stimulate yourself both mentally and physically. And then from a food perspective, um, try and maintain as best that you can a sensible three-meal structure. We tend to have lost that structure because our workplace or our schooling or whatever it was helped you know form that structure for us and now that that's gone and we're working from home we're getting up later we're going to bed later we're watching netflix till it's two in the morning and we never would have done that we're lethargic in the morning so you do want to maintain some kind of eat and sleep structure that your body will respond well to so we know that seven to eight hours is the ideal number of sleep and we know that we get better quality of sleep if uh, we're typically going to bed and waking up at the same time, or a very or very close to the same time, seven days a week. So, try and do that, even though you might not have to get up and drive to the office in the morning. Um, and try and eat three good quality meals within an eight-hour window. So, if you have breakfast at ten, um, you know you're having uh, dinner at six. So I know that seems like a small window, but the more you can get three quality meals in your body um, in an eight, maybe nine hour window, the better you will feel, the better your metabolism will work, the less you'll snack at night. You know, there's a whole bunch of practical reasons around it. So that would be my advice. Three liters of water, three quality meals in an eight hour window, eight hours sleep and move in the morning. How's that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> you just nailed it but i question: where did the three liters of water I feel like they've upped that from the eight glasses
2: uh I do, go with three better safe than sorry we three three two two and a half is probably around I mean they say multiply it by uh 33 and that gives you a result in mils. so you know I'm 100 kilos yeah. so that's a 3.3 liters for me not everyone's 100 kilos mind you but you know yeah. if you kilos it's half that but you know, then you've got to take into consideration exercise and sweat. So you might need to have another five hundred meals to compensate for that. And then mm-hmm. coffee and other things that dehydrate us. So I'd 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 be aiming for two and a half to three just to be safe. And the rule that they say is if you're thirsty it's too late, you're already dehydrated, is pretty pretty spot uh, on. So make sure you I get do remember that
1: one.
2: Yeah, I know. It's an oldie bit of goody. Get ahead of the curve, get up, get yeah. a big glass of water in when you first wake up and and then try and keep it front and center on your on your um, on your table or on your desk while you're working away. So every time you see it, it reminds you to take a sweep.
1: Amazing, great advice. So my other question for you was, how do we? Or um, well, I so some of the benefits. So exercising, eating the three meals. You said things like, um, you know, getting the meals in in those eight hours, water. Is it? Are we likely to see? I think this is where I need to get my motivation. on, it's yeah. <laughs> like the the clarity and the focus i think for me i you know what i do is i justify sitting in a computer because like, i can't break my focus i've got to get through this and i'm on a roll or whatever um but then i started reading about you know we can only focus for 25 minutes at a time and really absorb information and be um you know proactive um but yeah i guess like looking at the benefits so is it the i guess moving the blood through the body and getting that clear like yeah clearing up your mind you know you want to share uh, anything yeah
2: there's, I mean, yeah there's a myriad of proven benefits whether it's mentally from a stimulation perspective waking up the brain um you know waking up the body you know we definitely get our best thinking done in the morning you know so it's important that you're not you're not getting us getting off to a slow start when they are your best hours you know that some of the The most successful people in the world, I love listening to their podcasts, they talk about them as their power hours, you know, 6am to midday, getting in as much of the good stuff as you can in those hours and if they're productive, it almost doesn't matter what happens after midday, which seems crazy because so many people don't do anything till midday. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's all about reframing things, how your perspective on things, your outlook on things. But, I mean, I'm a dad, I've got three kids, our house is a bit manic we're running live workouts to tens of thousands of people most mornings. <laughs> it's a circus I'm not gonna lie but you got to work out these important things around that circus you know so I'll go for a run with my dog and have a black coffee and get myself going so mentally and physically I'm alert and I'm awake and then I'll spend some quality time with the kids and you know then I'll either be jumping to my live workouts or my on my uh Work on my program and try and find a nice, sort of quiet place to do that. And the fact I've got a a superwoman as a wife is very, very helpful.
1: But
2: yeah, it's, it's, you know, the challenges are real, but do things that are going to put the odds in your favour. There's no perfect (laughs) formula, um, but, and so many people, but so many people fight these things oh no that's that's rubbish that's not true they are true you know there's enough evidence around these things with staying hydrated moving in the morning meditation proper sleep that you just can't argue with it and it's like you don't know until you know so you know lose the cynicism cynicism or skepticism and give these things a try and i promise you'll never look back
1: yeah, that's good advice. I think. Well, I was trying to think of a quote that I heard of, like you know, get, just do it, and yeah. you know, what's the worst that could happen? It's either going to work? Yeah, maybe yeah. like implementing it, and then you know, yeah. what do you got, you got to lose? Either way, yeah. you know. <laughs>
2: yeah, meditation's not for you. Well, at least now you know you've, you've canned it for ten years. Give it a crack.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so, any tips on? Um, obviously, these might be. I know I'm learning to put those new habits. You gave some advice around just get up and do it first thing in the morning, and try and you know go to bed at the same time or eat at the same time. Yeah. Um. Any other tips around implementing and sticking to these habits? Like, do you attach it to a time of, you know, a time of day, or have you got any game changing habit implementers? Mm-hmm.
2: It typically works better to do that, to schedule out your day and your calendar sounds very anal when it's 30-minute workout, but it, it's proven to work. You know, when we tend not to do good things for ourselves, we put ourselves last. So unless you prioritise these things as an actual appointment with yourself that you, you can't break, it's as important as, you know, logging into your first Zoom meeting at work knowing you'll probably get fired if you don't, it you know, they go by the wayside and you go into bad habits very, very quickly. So getting into these habits, um, laying your clothes out the night before, setting your phone with the alarm on the other side of the room so you don't have blue light close to your face and you can't just reach over and press snooze. You know, there's some really simple practical things that just are proven to work. You know, I lay my workout, my running gear out with my phone On the other side of the room, the alarm goes off at 6am and I get up because I have to, don't want to wake Mm -hmm. my wife up with the alarm, I get dressed, I get moving and by quarter to seven, it's done. Whereas if I haven't laid my clothes out, it's cold, you're under the doona, you can press snooze, it's just too easy. You've got to be honest with yourself. You've got to know yourself. You've got to know what you'll do. And I have a fifteen-year-old daughter, so I go through these challenges on a daily basis. Don't about that. We are being quite civil right now, but um, and she thinks I'm a bit of a hard taskmaster. But I just know, she, and she knows. She says, "Oh, yeah, I did feel good when I did it, but it's taking a little while to get those habits into place." But um, you know, before she knows that she's finished, you know, finished her at-home schooling by three o'clock, and she's feeling fantastic. There's still plenty of time for for her to do whatever she wants to do.
1: Yeah, except for socialise outside more than an hour. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah she's, she's <laughs> a kid, teenagers especially. She, you know, she was. Uh, I don't know. I posted on my Instagram on Insta story on Friday night. Um, she was doing a virtual uh, disco. Is not the word I, she wouldn't have used, but like
1: dance party. A
2: dance party. <laughs> You're really
1: giving away your dad. Disco. Yeah. So. <laughs> thing
2: of the word. a sixty year old. Um, Yeah, she was doing a virtual dance party, beats headphones on, you know, TV, lit up like a Christmas tree and there's about 10 of them wherever they are around the world Mm -hmm. doing their thing and she was dancing away for four hours. Absolutely hilarious. She had zero care that Sneja and I were pissing ourselves laughing. It was quite funny.
1: Yeah, amazing. I actually like that because I know that a lot of people like to get up and use dance too as exercise. So. I think I thought of that when you said even if you just move your body for 10 minutes, you know, I've been trying to put some music on yeah. and enjoy yeah. my mornings again rather than getting straight to my desk.
2: And that's a really good point, Kay. You've got to do what works for you. You know, people go to me, oh, you know, Sam, I, I did this. It wasn't one of your workouts. I'm like, what, my, mine's the only workout that gets your body moving. Run, ride, swim, kayak, dance, do whatever is your thing. Just do it. Don't, Absolutely. don't you know, try and, and if you don't like the first five things, try five more. Yoga, doesn't matter. Do whatever works for you because if it doesn't work for you, there's no way you're going to win that battle and do it consistently. You have to enjoy it to a degree.
1: Absolutely and I like keeping a few up my sleeve. Like if I yep. I came from a, a long distance running background in school and, yep. and a bit of university and so it was very repetitive. Lots of track running, lots of yep. long distance solo running. So, Now if I have to do the same workout two days in a row, I get like a bit, (laughs) I get this uh, high school trigger come up around like, I don't want to (laughs) go training. So I try to mix it up and do yoga and gym and running and surfing and all sorts.
2: Yeah, look, I think as long as, so the the mistake people make is like, I want variety, but they don't have any plan. And so then they wake up and they're like, oh, I don't know what to do today. And the, the battle of actually making that decision means they do nothing. So I'm massive on variety, but have it planned out. Know that Wednesdays is yoga and Thursdays are run and Fridays is Pilates and Saturdays strength and Sundays a bike ride with the kids. But just know so that you don't have that. Because the amount of times that 28ers say so to me, Sam, the thing I love about your program is you just don't have to think about it. I know yeah. what I'm doing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know what my workout's going to be for that day, and I just get it done. Whereas I think about what I'm going to have for dinner for two hours, and I think about what my workout should be, and it ends up not ha- happening, purely because that's the battle that I can't win. So yeah, have a plan, have something, and you know, there's a myriad of great content and plans and stuff out there. But just know what you're going to do on each day. Know what you're going to eat. So your shopping's done. And, actually um, reminds and me it of
1: the the steve jobs mentality where they they mentioned that he wore the same thing every day so he didn't take up his brain power it's like it makes it less barriers to entry or you know freeze up your mind to, to stay focused on other things or you know not have to overthink it or procrastinate
2: yeah it is interesting i think zuckerberg's the same it's uh Yeah, makes sense, doesn't
1: it? Makes sense. Absolutely. um On that, and I think we've kind of touched it, obviously a big factor in all of this is the mind and how easy it can play tricks on you and talk you out of things the moment you have that one thought of, ah, I'll just press the snooze button once or I'll go tomorrow. Um, What's your, tell us a little bit about the mind aspect of your, something I'm really interested in and, and I do meditation every day, but What's your personal practice, and then what do you kind of cover and tips for people on the mindset side of things of health and wellbeing?
2: Yeah, so I mean, we look at mind quite broadly. We look at meditation or, or practicing mindfulness. We look at um, assistance with better quality sleep. We look at stress management. We look at motivation. We look at goal setting. But from a personal perspective, and you know, provide people with education. Uh, meditation or meditation on any of those pillars but from a mindfulness perspective i alluded at the start kay about how i'm i'm quite bad at slowing myself down i tend to bury myself in my work and i love it so much that I, i lose track of time so for me it's more about pressing the pause button slowing down um rewarding yourself or patting yourself on the back or at least at a minimum recognising your achievements as they happen and not just chasing more, more, more Um, and switching off when I get home. I mean, I'm working from home at the moment so it's a bit different but um, you still sort of have the, the virtual office and the lounge room and you don't want to blend those two places together if you can help it. So turning, you know, getting all the priority stuff done and then not bringing your phone into the lounge room with you or to the dinner table with you and having quality time with the kids becomes really, really important. Um, I practice mindfulness and I think the thing, the the penny dropped for me with mindfulness when I realised it didn't have to be 60 minutes on a clifftop into bed, you know. (laughs) I had this weird idea that meditation was really deeply spiritual and, and took up a lot of time and, you know, you need to do a course and all this kind of stuff. It it wasn't until I kind of started just practicing. And I I think my first experience was probably on another app, like a calm or something Mm. and thought, wow, this really is easy. It really is powerful. It helps organize my thoughts. It helps calm me down. It helps me sleep because mindfulness is different, a different thing to every person depending on sort of what you need it for. But, you know, five minutes in the car when you get home at the end of a hectic day before you go in to see your family or five minutes before you go to sleep to sort of calm your nerves and, uh, you know, uh, organise your thoughts can be so, so powerful. I and mean, we have Hamish Blake narrate some of our mindfulness on my 20-hour <laughs> program and, um, you know, since Zenze uh, Blake, he calls himself.
0: <laughs> and,
2: um, you know, obviously no qualifications in the mindfulness field, but... A very familiar voice, hugely funny, loves mindfulness himself, um, someone that him and I have always gotten on really, really well. And it's, um, it's, just, it's a really nice way to show the lighter side to these things and just how powerful they can be without having to get spiritual or do it for 60 minutes a day. Again, it's just like drinking enough water, like getting some fresh air, mm. like you know, bringing someone and telling them you love them, whatever it is, getting into these practices and making them good habits can be really, really beneficial.
1: Absolutely. Great advice. And I think... um even if it's sort of like that about keeping it simple because, you know, for me mindfulness is, you know, a way of living as well. I do, I do a sit-down meditation practice, but sometimes for me it's a matter of like drinking a coffee in the sunshine or just remembering to take three deep breaths. Like I've been holding, noticing I've been holding my breath or shallow breathing all day because I'm stressed out. Um, but, yeah, finding those little moments throughout the day where you can help to regulate your nervous system.
2: Yeah, mine is walking the dog. Yeah, no phones, no headphones. Take him to the park, surrounded by nature, vitamin D, fresh air, and it's just such a beautiful
1: part of my day. Yeah, and I feel like dogs judge you when you're on your phone. (laughs) (laughs) They always know. It's like they'll
2: misbehave. A lot of two-year-olds. When a two-year-old says, Daddy, get off your phone, you get off.
1: Oh, your you're in trouble, which is a great segue because I'd love to. And we have um, I have quite a few mums on the podcast who do share about the work-life balance from the mum's perspective. But I think it would be really interesting to hear as a, a dad of three girls and married to a woman, you're, you're a solo. Three girls, is it? Do you have the three girls? Yeah, yeah, 15, yeah. Yep. two and
2: a half and one
1: yeah so what's the what's your work life balance like what's how do you um you know obviously maintain a healthy relationship run a run a massive business and um such contrasting age groups as well <laughs> with your fifteen year old dance parties and your yeah. early morning wake ups but what are, how do you how do you guys kind of juggle it and what's some tips for people at home who might be looking um to to balance it out a bit better
2: yeah, so I think the most important thing is to say we don't juggle it that way. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be honest with people. I think, you know, look at your life through a social media lens and think you've got it all worked out. We definitely don't. But, yeah, look, I think it's just about uh, making the time, not trying to find the time, you know, really making that conscious effort of making the time to spend with each other, um, trying to do things as many things together as we can, walks, bike rides, um, you know, whatever it might be. And from a relationship perspective with Snez, lots just really good communication. You know, if one of us is a bit stressed or needs help or wants some time or, you know, making sure that we don't sit in silence and we speak up and, and also sort of proactively understanding, what, you know, Snezh is really, really bad at looking after herself. She's incredible at taking care of me and the girls but she doesn't like to ask for time for herself or so just being aware enough and communicating well enough to see when that's kind of reaching boiling point or that she needs a chop out and just um and making sure that I sort of help out but look being a dad's the best thing I've ever done will be the best thing I ever do um as much as I'm proud of my business and I absolutely love it it pales into insignificance in comparison and spending um yeah spending time with my girls and I've that's been a beautiful silver lining for me that I've been forced to be home and even though my work's more flexible than most um I've loved being at home and being able to see you know when you've got a one-year-old and a -a two-and-a-half year old they change literally Mm. daily so you kind of miss some of that whether you think you do or don't you kind of realize now that you do and um yeah, helping Evie with her homeschooling has kind of brought us closer together too. We've got a really good relationship. But I think uh, when you're kind of, uh, you're being that bonding experience of working on something together because her maths homework is harder than anything I do from a business perspective. has <laughs> uh, been quite a nice bonding experience as well.
1: I actually did a work from home um, with a preppy the other day and found the maths homework challenging. So
2: so <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're doing, doing
1: better than I am.
2: Yeah.
1: Can run a business, can't do prep maths homework. two businesses. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love I love those your reflection on on your family and of the passion behind it, and I think it's really nice to hear. Um, that contrast, especially from a male perspective. Um, so, thank you for sharing so vulnerably there. I've got two more questions that I'd love to quiz you on before we wrap up. Okay. This one's probably for my girlfriend, who is constantly on my back about not having a strong enough, healthy snack game. I'm a bad snacker, apparently. So, I want to know what your, your work from home healthy snack go-to is, if you were, are we, if we're allowed to snack, a little healthy snack, yep. and um, your number one tip for an entrepreneur looking to start out, their own business.
2: Two very different questions. So snack, uh, from a snack perspective, I like to do a big batch create or cook up or, or make up on, the, on a Sunday normally because snacks tend, one of those things you tend to go there because you're hungry and you tend to make bad choices when you don't have <laughs>
1: So, That's me.
2: you know, I'm talking about making up a tray of sliced banana with peanut butter on it and putting it in the freezer or healthy protein balls or whatever it might be. And then from a savoury perspective, you know, healthy crackers and tuna or whatever, but just, just simple things that are more real food-based than packet-based and have good quality ingredients in them rather than your sort of refined sugars and your processed carbs that you think fill you up and you kind of crave them at the time but they don't really do much good and an hour later you're hungry again so that's where I'd go from a snack perspective um
1: what was your banana one again
2: oh I slice up banana put a little bit of uh Maver's healthy peanut butter on it and then I put a whole lot of that in a little tray slide the tray into the freezer and it was my snack trick until Evie discovered it and now when I go to have one there's normally none left she's put the (laughs) back in the freezer as most teenagers do but yeah it's a so simple but an absolute winner
1: great I love that I'll try it out (laughs) all right to wrap us up um, what would be your number one tip for an entrepreneur out there looking to start their own business build a build an app or um, enter into working for themselves
2: Oh, go for it! And I, I think, I think too, don't give up. For me, I had gecko for ten years, the woodshed I've had for ten years, um, both with varying degrees of success. But it would have been very easy for me at the end of the gecko chapter, I think, to sort of go, look, maybe now I need a bit more stability or security, and maybe going on another venture where you're pouring every dollar and you're working these crazy hours. Into something isn't what you want to be doing in your mid thirties, and imagine my regret if that would had been my attitude. It was kind of like, you know, this is who I am. This is what I needed to do. Don't worry if the first one, two, three, ten are failures. Uh, keep persisting, and um, yeah, I, I guess then once you once you're doing it, something that has been a real eye opener for me is understanding what you're good at, but more importantly, understand what you're not good at and make sure you get really good people in those areas that you're not good at because, um, yeah, don't don't continually spend lots of time trying to do things or doing things badly in areas that you're not that good at. Allow yourself to do the things that you are and passionate about, which is me, it's fitness and people. I'm not a great tech guy. I'm not great at the accounts or any of that stuff. So get great people in to do those things and uh, and spend your time and energy on the things that you're good at. And you enjoy.
1: Fabulous advice to finish us off. Thank you so much for sharing such a, a wide variety of, of insights into your life and business, and health and wellbeing for entrepreneurs, and also those tips at the end. Such a pleasure having you, Sam.
2: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it and love everything that you're doing.
1: Well, thanks, thanks, Sam.
2: See we'll
1: be next. sure to we'll be sure to send everyone over to. Um, you're 28 as well, so they can jump on there and check that out. Do you have a free trial? How does it work? Do you want to give us a quick rundown? Uh,
2: yeah, it's just you just head to the website, which is 28bysamwood.com, and it's got everything there, how the workouts work, the, the eating plan, the mindfulness It shows you a whole heap of people's results that they've achieved on the program. And, um, yeah, you just pay by the month. There's no locking contract. So if people do want to give it a go, it's really, really easy to do
1: so. Legend. Thanks, Sam. Have a great day. Stay you safe. T- See ya. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for tuning into the Startup Creative Podcast. If you get a chance, head to iTunes and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified every time there's a new podcast up. See you next week.